Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Paul Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Review, preview, what the heck is going on after this Monday night debacle? And then you got Evan Neal taking on the fans. He issued yeah. an apology last night. <laughs> I mean, wow, it's hard to believe that four weeks into the season, there's this much drama going on, Carl. Well, that's what happens when your expectations are high and the uh, performance doesn't make, meet that. And uh, there's a lot of frustration, I'm sure, but uh, they have to say less and do more. I mean, this is this is all about attention to detail. Um, I think this quarterback is teetering on David Carr territory. You know, the way he's getting sacked so much. And they're going to break him if they can't get him protected. Uh, he's taking way too many hits, and it's just not sustainable um, because, you know, you give up 11 sacks. He's sacked 10. He's hit 14 other times, and that doesn't include the times he plans on getting hit when he decides to run the football. So um, it's just not sustainable, and they've got to be better. They've got to uh, review their schematics to see um, if there's something better they can do. They can't get the ball down the field because the quarterback is not trusting what he's seeing. And um, he's got to play better. They all have to play better, but the quarterback has to play better. But uh, I understand why he's not. You know, um, the book is out on him now. Um, get pressure on Daniel Jones early. Uh, he starts to make mistakes. His judgment uh is impaired because you know it was it was if it were another team i think it was comical the way they were they're blocking so um hopefully saquon gets back but he's not a magic elixir either he is um another weapon in the passing game which is short uh he will be able to run the ball some but they just gotta they gotta play better gotta play better I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back. Bet online's your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, Bet Online is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online so head to the website today or use your mobile device get in on the action remember use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus in your first deposit bet online where the game starts yeah i mean you know there were a few times where the protection was good but he had been hit so many times he starts you know bailing out of what could be considered a relatively clean pocket um yeah you know everybody talks about the the interception you know, when you go back and you look at it again, is that probably where he should have gone with the football? Uh, yeah. But let's not kid ourselves. Waller became more open once Jones had committed to throwing it where he was throwing it. You know, there was yeah. a corner kind of just in, in that area there that if he's holding the ball, you know, that corner might drop back. But that's the safer. That's the better play. We all know that that was a massive mistake. And, uh, you know, that changed the whole game around because as bad as they were, 
they still had a chance to be in the football game. And if they score a touchdown there one way or another, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the game because the defense actually played a much better brand of football than we've seen for the most part this season. They did. They tackled better. Um, obviously, they gave up a few big plays. Uh, and in a game like this, you can't be you can't give up any big plays. You got to be totally complimentary. Uh, your special teams were not um, a contributor to anything other than this defeat. So they're a liability. There's they they just got to just be quiet and play better is what it really comes down to. Because after 11 days off, you show up the same team that that left, and that's not good. It, it's just not good. Their offensive line walls, um, are they fixable? Sure. I mean, to a degree. But it's on everybody, coaches and players, and especially the quarterback. And, I, you know, listen – we can we can look at film clips and we can see, look at breakdowns all day long, and two things can be true: uh, quarterback making bad decisions with the football, and he's getting his ass kicked. So um, there is a cause and effect to a lot of this, and that's not the an guy- excuse. That's a reality. He's got to play better, but I know why he's not. Well, and then the you know, and 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 Dable talked about it after the game for a little bit, and then he talked about it on our TV show with him this week. You know, we got to do a better job of playing complementary football, and that means special teams. You cannot have all these penalties on special teams, but you know, maybe I'm old school, and heck, I I didn't even play with you guys, but you know, I remember the importance and the premium that. Coach Parcells and then later Coach Coughlin put on special teams and not only committing penalties and, you know, coverage and everything else, but when you're not good enough and you have a punt returner back there who is not catching the punts on a fly, you know, there's a lot of hidden yardage that your offense isn't good enough to make up. Right. And we saw that, I mean, Gray muffs the punt. He's going to play in Miami this week. He's going to get it. He's going to get a shot at it again this week. But you know, then they put a Dory back there, and you cannot have the ball hitting the ground and rolling an extra twenty yards because your offense is having a hard time getting twenty yards. Yeah, and those are little things that I got to think that Dave will, based on his background, where he comes from, who he cut his teeth under, mm-hmm. have to be having him fuming right now. Yeah, field position is very important. And the other thing is, too, it's not like any of this they're learning for the first time. Um, Adoree Jackson's in there for one reason, and that's to fair catch the ball. They don't want him to return it. They put him in there because they want him to catch the football. Um, this group of special teams players, you've got to be able to help your offense out. Um, you got a kicker. If you get him in range, he's going to be pretty accurate. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's, it's broken, but fixable. Um, the reason I say it's fixable is because the character of the men in that locker room, I know they care enough to get it fixed. 
Um, it won't be easy because there are no, there are no um, easy opponents on the schedule. Um, but they just got to go play, do the little things, and start to try to stack some wins. And it's like I said, the opponent will not be cooperative, uh, but they've got to be able to trust in themselves, trust in their game plan, and and get it done. I think uh, this coaching staff is very competent. I know Brian Dayball. I believe in him a thousand percent. He is the right coach for this team. Uh, he gives them a plan every week. Um, obviously, he took some of the blame. He said, as coaches, they didn't do a, better, a good enough job. And I'm sure he's going to do that part. The, they're going to get that part together. Um, but these players, they've got to they got to execute little things. Carl, um, you know, just thinking about the game, I, I would think that this whole Daniel Jones thing is it it kind of blows me away. I, it, I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm reliving Eli Manning all over again, where there was a segment of the population that was not on board with the trade for Eli Manning. And if you remember, uh, you know, even in the 07 season, halfway through the year when they lost that horrible Sunday night game at home against Washington, you know, people were talking about the Giants need a new quarterback. They got to move on mm-hmm. from this guy. It ain't it ain't happening. Eli's not his brother. Da, 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 da. It's really amazing, like how when Daniel Jones plays poorly, how the narrative just becomes he can't get it done. And, and it's a I told you so narrative too. <laughs> told you so. You know, what a waste of money. Why they signed mm-hmm. him. Like they signed him. And I heard some, I've heard some ridiculous theories that it went all the way up back to ownership, that they want him to be the next Eli and that Shane and Dable had to keep him. No, I mean, hmm. it's just garbage. They, they, he had a one year test and he passed every single question that was asked of the new regime. And they said, Hey, this guy gives us the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden off one game, he is now the worst thing that ever happened. And the anti-Daniel Jones group is out in full force and see, I told you so. And then there's there's certain people on TV that are doing film breakdowns and they're reinforcing all that. Well, let's pull up those. Let's pull up the same breakdowns of him last year when they were scoring a bunch of points in Minnesota. And when they were winning a playoff game, everybody was singing his praises. Yeah. Look at the maturation of him. Look at the way he's scanning the field. Look at what he's doing here. Look at the instincts. Look at the, the, a lot of the people that are killing him are the same people that were talking about the maturation and Dable's offense and what Kafka have done with him to make him a better player. Well, so, um, it's it's a lot of noise, and those who uh, don't like Daniel Jones have a lot to feed on on a weekly basis because they – have come into the season not liking him um, in every one of these performances is I told you so. When he plays well, nobody says a word. Um, and, you know, just just so we can – I, I want to touch on this this uh, relationship with players and fans, um, New York Giants fans. Um, what Evan Neal said was not good uh, because the Giants have a tremendous fan base. Um, he's under siege. He wants to be better. 
He's frustrated. Um, I don't even know how the question came up, but obviously it was enough to get him to go on and, you know, uh, say some, some pretty bad things. And I get why, why fans, those who are genuinely upset, I get it. Um, but I'm going to give the young man some grace. He's somebody's 23-year-old son. He's a great kid individually. And I don't, I don't expect any fan who's genuinely upset with him uh, to change until, you know, they feel like it. But for me, it's this is a painful growth period for him now. This is this is uh the last thing he needed, but it might be the best thing that happened to him because now he can just focus. He doesn't have to talk. He's gonna issue an apology and uh knowing that this pressure um is there, one more thing, maybe it'll help him focus. But I also say to fans, not all of you. The majority of you are great people. All of you are good fans. A lot, majority of you are great. Let's be careful um, in our discourse with these young men. Um, you can call them whatever you want, but you, some of you have made it personal. You've said some nasty things, and you you know you know who you are. You're probably not that level of a fan, but you know who you are. Um, Let's try to keep it respectful. I'm not trying to tell you how to fan, right? <laughs> but um, let's just let's just think about how we say things to these young men. And you can be angry, and you can say you can call them bums. That's fine. But some of these some of these words that are thrown at these kids is think if someone said it to your kid. That's all I can say. Yes, they signed up for this. They signed up to play football. They signed up to be booed when they um, don't perform because they're in a performance business. They're in entertainment. You guys have every right to be upset where you are right now. Um, and I'm not excusing what Evan said, and I think he should issue an apology. Yeah, he uh, did the, last night. Yeah, and, and, and those who are, those of you who are upset, um, you, are, you have every right to be. I'm talking about those over the top. Um, who were triggered by Don LaGreca, our, our very good friend Don LaGreca's rant. Um, they were triggered by that. But um, let's let's take a sober look at it. Uh, I'm giving the young man grace because he's my giant brother. And I know uh, he regrets it more than anything. But let us as fans um, be careful how we how we personalize some of these, these criticisms, you know, um, it's okay to, to use certain phrases, but you know, don't make them personal. Think about if it were your 23 year old son, how you would react. Right. Um, and that's, that's what I got on that. I, I you know, he's, he's, he's just got to be quiet now and fucking play football. Um, fans, if you're upset with him, you should be, um, now just let him play. And if there's more criticism to be had, have at it. But just don't make it so personal. It's we, vulgar, how, some of it. How do they make it better? Not just for Evan Neal, but for the group. I mean, because right now, I mean, Andrew Thomas didn't practice on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of get a sense that it 
it's going to take a miracle. He's probably not going to play on Sunday afternoon at this point. Um, how do they make it better? I mean, they're, they're banged it's, up. It's it's the uh, well, everybody's banged up. We've seen it across the league, right? A uh, lot of offensive linemen are, are are banged up across the league. They make it better by paying attention to detail. Um, they make it better by communicating with each other. This offensive line, there's no communication. Um, you know, the the clip that's circulating all over the internet is, you know, Seattle ran a basic in tackle twist with uh against Evan Neal, the guard, and Darren Waller. Darren Waller takes the tackle, which leaves Evan with nothing to do, and the guard doesn't know who's coming inside, and both guys come free. Um, if they communicate, the probably the right uh Technique on that was Darren Waller was probably supposed to chip the end and then release and then let the in the garden the tackle could you know pass off both players but they all they all overset clearly Evan and the tight end did not communicate with each other to make sure they knew what their assignments were and this is these are simple fixes because. When you have guys that are running free to your quarterback and hitting him, that he ain't going to have no confidence to make plays down the field. And everybody that can post a clip can show an open receiver. Yeah, open receiver. It's it's the little things. They've got to communicate with each other. That's the start of it in fixing your O-line play. Um, because when you've got three guys to block two and they block none, that just tells me that they're not talking to each other. Alert in tackle twist. If Darren Wallace is there to help out because the end is so wide, um, know what he's doing. Then, then you can set inside a little bit more uh, in case there's a twist. But, you know, Darren chips the guy or holds him up and then lets him go. Um, Evan's supposed to pick him up, he thinks. The guard supposed to take somebody coming inside and they both just come free to the quarterback and that's just not sustainable. So how do they fix it? It's communication. You know, if everybody makes a mistake at the same time, um, there's probably a better chance of, of having uh, some success than guys just not knowing what the other guy is doing and just turning guys loose. Um, and they have that on too many occasions and it's not, like I said during our broadcast, Bob, these teams are not all built the same, but they're all having the same success. You know, right. San Francisco and Dallas are not the same as the Seattle Seahawks or the Arizona Cardinals. It's just a fact. Those teams have better players. And two lesser teams are still having success hitting your quarterback. So it tells me that there's a communication issue up front. Um, and the quarterback has got to have confidence. He just can't be a guy that walks out there and calls a play. Um, everybody's got to be communicating, verbal communication, um, because um, it's just not, not working right now. And that's one area they could get it fixed in. Um, I think defensively, is they've got to turn the ball over. I think they're starting to, round into and I they, they got one in a row 
um, yesterday and not even won a half in a row because they still gave up a few big plays. But uh, they've got to uh, continue to build on the effort uh, that they put in on um, Monday night. But they got to continue to focus on tackling. And they got to understand plays are a premium. When it's a third and long, you can't give up uh, a big first down. You got to make them punt, give your offense another chance. That's the difference. You know, they are bend but don't break in some situations. Uh, live to fight another down, but right now you can't live to fight another down. You gotta, you gotta stop them, get the offense, the football back, and you also have to take advantage of of turnover opportunities. Yeah, now they're gonna be going against a quarterback that, when he plays at home in Tua, he's fourteen and four in his career at home, with twenty eight touchdowns and nine interceptions. Now Buffalo was able to create pressure on him last week, either right out of the gate or a delayed pressure that caused some inaccurate passing on the pressures that he faced last week. Uh, he was 53% with a touchdown and an interception. So I would think that wink is going to come up with something like that. The giants are last in the NFL in pressure rate right now. Uh, now I think some of that has to do with the fact that they haven't had Ojolari on the field. And although his stat sheet didn't blow up at you last week, you could see there was a notable noticeable difference with Ojolari on the field and Thibodeau kind of working in tandem where yeah. it felt like there was a lot more pressure than the Giants have gotten in any other games. And they didn't get a ton of sacks. I think they had two, but it felt like they got Geno moved off his spot a lot more because both of those guys were working and they're going to need that and their athleticism and speed to deal with a guy like Tua. Yeah, they will. And again, there's a path to victory. Um, they're facing a team that's extremely fast, uh, very multiple on offense. Um, they've got to, again, this is a group that has to communicate too because um, you don't want to get caught out on the island with one of these guys running through your defense. You got to make sure everybody is where they are. They got to focus for 60 minutes. Listen, uh, this is going to be a tall task. Um, but the way the Giants front can play when Ojolari is out there and there's speed on both ends and then, you know, the pressure they can generate in the middle, stopping the run, number one, because a week prior to their loss to Buffalo, they ran the ball for almost 300 yards, if not more, uh, if not 300 yards. They had 700 yards of offense, but they ran the ball extremely well. So, uh, they're going to have to stop the run, and then when they get them in passing situations, they got to be there and uh, take advantage of some opportunities that will – the, the opportunities will be there. Offensively, no one's talking a lot about Miami's defense. There are some plays to be made out there. Um, but if you play like – you show up like you did the, last, the first four games, you won't see any of those opportunities either. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, I can't figure out how to – justify Miami's defensive numbers. And, I, and I'll tell you what, they're, they're, they're 28th in the NFL in points allowed per game. They're 26th in the NFL with 374 and a half yards per game allowed. But I also, I can't put it really in context yet. 
in this regard. Um, they have the lead a lot. Mm-hmm. They have an NFL record 2,044 yards. They average 511 yards a game. The amount of yards they have through the first four games is the most in NFL history, mm-hmm. eclipsing the 2020 Cowboys and the 2011 Patriots. But, you know, Buffalo put the bats away once they got out to the big lead last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miami's trying to climb back in the game. And then, you know, when you put 70 up, they clearly put the bats away against Denver. So Denver mm-hmm. wound up scoring 20 more. So can't really tell. I know that they don't have, they have the most players in the NFL with at least a half a sack, which is nine players. Um, but their pressure rate's not all that great. I, I think for the Giants, Carl, in this game, Based on the stink that happened on Monday night, the one thing that they can have is have the first, you know, you know, have to settle into the game and have what was happening on Monday night happen early in the football game. Right? Mm-hmm. I think they got to stabilize this game early. I mean, they don't have a they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half of the game this year, which is again yeah. Between that and no takeaways, I cannot believe any what I'm saying. And There's I think a lot they- the Giants haven't done <laughs> through the first game, uh, first four games. But in Miami's case, their defense is basically playing from ahead. That's why you know the numbers don't skew uh, like the success rate that they're having. Like you know, guys with at least nine guys with at least a half a sack. Well, you know, when you're up 35 points, teams have got to pass. You're going to get some pressure. You know, you're going to get, you know, some hits on the quarterback because the other team's got to pass to get back in the game, uh, which is the other thing. The Giants have got to make this an ugly game. They got to stay on schedule. Um, and, you know, <laughs> we often talk about the analytics, right? Mm-hmm. Do what go, do what's true to you. Um they did the, the the Philly tush push thing and it failed miserably. They got two guys hurt, right? And analytics probably said that you know this this play has a success rate of high nineties or high eighties. So let's do it. Well, the Giants when they get in their short yardage situations, they go with some type of full house backfield and they run power right or left and they get those two guys on the second level. That looks like their type of play. Um, when you get into these situations and you got to have it, do what's true to you. Do what you have success with. And I get, you know, the the success rate of something somebody else is doing, but that ain't who you are. Can I, can I, can I just jump in here on something that I have to get off my chest? Because I, first of all, going into the game, the Giants were seven for seven on third and ones, and they were two mm-hmm. for two on fourth and one. So they were nine for nine. I think they had, I think they used a version of that play in Arizona. But my point is this. I saw someone write, uh, a media person write about the fact that, you know, you know, what is Dable doing? They're They haven't, they, and they never, they never ran this play live, you know, to practice it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, are you, are you 
out of your mind. No one does anything live in practice. Yeah. So, like live, live. You can't run that play in practice live unless you are willing to commit 22 bodies to literally get after because all that play is is being massively physical. And yeah. what team is going to take 11 people within the framework of the line of scrimmage and two 300-pounders behind the quarterback yeah. and run that play live in practice or in training camp against your own defense? No, Nobody. You're right. Nobody. You're I guarantee right. you Philly has never run it live in practice either. I guarantee you they've walked through it. They've pushed through it because yeah. the essence of the play are bodies falling all over each other. Yeah. And the only Low way to man stop wins, it, root everybody out. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that Dable got ripped when he said, well, you know, we've walked through it. Um, When he was asked about it, had they ever practiced it live? Mm -hmm. There's not a team in the NFL that has practiced that play live like game live mm -hmm. because they don't even practice regularly live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the other ones uh, that they've had success on eight out of nine times. Um, but I don't coach. But the reality is they've got to be a better football team. Um, I believe that they care enough to get this season turned around. I don't know how many wins that will result in, but we're going to see better football from this giant football team. I, I do believe that sincerely. Now, Miami has given up eight pass plays of 30 or more yards, Carl. So they, they've given up they've given up some big splash plays. Conversely, they have 12 runs of 20 or more yards, and uh, they have six runs of 20 or more yards and six passes of more than 30 yards. Mm -hmm. This A-chan, I mean, listen, the guy was a All-American at Texas A&M in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and 4 by 100 And... You know, we've every game he's got a big chunk play. He's got a like last week he had what a fifty-five yarder mm. and two touchdowns in the loss to Buffalo. So setting the edge and then flowing to the ball. If the Giants screw any of that up, not only is he busting it for a big game, like he's got the track speed. I mean, he's got runs of sixty-seven and fifty-five. Yeah. yeah. So they um, th there could be none of that. No, and the Giants have to – there are certain runs that are hurting the Giants. Um, inside runs, inside traps. There's a toss basically that hits inside and they trap it. Uh, that was one that Seattle hit on them a couple times. They're vulnerable in there because they're linebackers. It just kind of clouts their read. Um, they've got to get that fixed. But, you know, they did a good job on Kenneth Walker until, you know, it was kind of mop-up time at the end of the game. They've got to do that. They got to continue to build on some of the things that they've done well offensive. I mean, defensively, and start to do some things well offensively. But listen, there's a path to victory if if, if they choose to do the things that'll get them there. And again, they won't have a cooperative opponent. Um, this is going to be tough, but this is where they are. You play the cards you dealt, fix the stuff that you have to fix, and then you'll see where you stack up. Right now, uh, because you're such a calamity of errors and miscues, you really don't know how you stack up against these teams. So everything comes into question. Coaching game plan, your player performances, 
all of those things come into play because you haven't done enough to see, to give yourself a chance to see where you can come out on this. Yeah. I'm interested to see what changes are made because you might not see them other than execution. You know, you'll see execution. You say, well, what happened? Why is this team showing up here and they didn't do it the first four weeks? Well, it's, it's the little things. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know who's winning, who's not winning. I mean, I think yeah. that they, Dable will, what the the however they study it internally. I think, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna give people an opportunity to be successful. Yeah. And now you got to go do it. Yep. Anything else? Nope. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The little things count. Say less, do more. New York Giants. Are you going to Joe's Joe's Stone Crabs? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, we're not. We're not actually in Miami. That's what people don't realize is where the stadium yeah. is, in relation to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. It's kind of like in the middle and to the west. Yeah, everybody thinks the Giants are going playing in Miami, like the old Orange Bowl, and you're staying yeah. in Miami. So, like we're far from Miami. Yeah, far from South Beach, folks. We're going to entertain some clients anyway. All right. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll talk to you next week for another episode of Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.